I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hiya, everybody. Ooh, hiya. That one's a cute hiya. one. Hiya. It's like, hiya, but hiya. Hi, Howdy. Hi, howdy ho. How, how do you feel about y'all? I like y'all. I like y'all, and I feel like it's quite inclusive, but sometimes when I say it, I think, do people think I'm from Texas? Some people think folks is, is annoying. Folks? Yeah. I have friends that are like, I hate when you say folks. I wonder why they hate when you say folks. Oh, hate's a strong word, too. Like, it's not that bad. I guess it's just not their cup of tea. Hmm. My housemate, hey, uh, who you know here, too, calls... Uh, his parents, his folks, but his dad's from Texas, so that's why his folks. Oh, yeah. He's the only person I know who says my folks, but he doesn't say it the way his my See, folks so from maybe Santa Cruz. The whole time during the politically correct movement of speaking, the South had it right when they said y'all and <laughs> folks. Thanks, Texas. Yeah. We love you, Texas. Minus that Confederate flag. Minus that Confederate flag. Oh, we just pissed some people off. Oh, damn um, it. Oh, damn it. All right. This podcast, everyone, repeat guest. We recorded it in Mexico. We were in Mexico last week. Yeah, we were. We're back. We are back. We I, have, I have a weird, uh, some kind of weird burn mark from something that happened there. We went fishing. We went fishing. It had to be a fishing accident. If you haven't checked out our Instagram, you can see <laughs> Amy and I in action catching fish. People were offended by Dory, but we threw Dory back. Like, oh, you we... caught Dory. I was like, well, you threw oh, yeah. back. Dory's still alive. Dory's having a good time. We didn't go there for a fishing trip. We went there for a, a chip and dip getaway with our two little dogs. And it was lovely. We ended up going fishing while we were down there and recording podcasts with Nick. And he's hilarious. He was on a bonus episode. On the bonus episode, he was asking questions about challenges in having orgasms from blowjobs, which he actually is now returning back on our show to say, even despite the advice we've given him, he still isn't having orgasms from blowjobs. He's also talking about how he's learning to love slow sex. And we would love for all of you penis-owning individuals who like to have sex with vulva-owning individuals to maybe listen because you can learn a thing or two. This is just a great episode because he is extremely vulnerable. Yeah. And also he is just well-spoken, funny, and just a catch. Yeah, he's a catch. We're we taking yeah, we're applications. taking applications for. Anyone <laughs> wants to date him? For his uh, you have to go next through us. Girlfriend, he's over blondes, but loves blondes. But he's had bad luck with blondes. And his father does not like blondes. No, his father's <laughs> like stay away from the blondes. And then we're both kind of semi blondes. Yeah, so. he's like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but <laughs> my family like, wouldn't right. approve of you. And he has a funny story about a hay a haunted hayride. That- <laughs> That I oh. can't wait for people to listen to. And he also talks about fear being tied down, fear of commitment and what that what that what that is all about. What I appreciate about this is you normally we have guests that are educators that are talking about a specific topic and they're teaching you all about it, but and then we do sex questions, but they're always anonymous. He's coming here, he's telling you, This is my name, this is where you can find me, and I'm gonna be vulnerable and talk about my sex and relationship issues. And it's relatable and fun and entertaining. We hope you enjoy it. 
And because um, we certainly did in Mexico. We miss you. We'll be back. We say we're going to have him on again, and we probably will. Probably will. Good, because you know he's going to have more problems. He got me on IMDb. <laughs> I am famous now, Amy. That's true. As an actor. You're so if anybody's looking for any of my films. Yeah, if she was on Mangina Dialogue. Yes, that was that was it. <laughs> he's, well, and he's, he's not also, even a film. It's audio. Yeah, it's audio. <laughs> he's co-host of the Mangina Dialogues. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you're famous. Um, uh, yeah. I have a sex question for us, but before we do, we're going to share a little bit about something called OMG. Yes, OMG. You know we love it if you listen before. If you listen before and you haven't checked it out yet, at least go to their website to know what we're talking about. It's revolutionary. OMGS.com. It is an online platform where you can learn about vulva pleasure. Season one is all about external stimulation. Season two is all about internal stimulation. And it's research-based. They studied with over 1,000 vulva-owning individuals. 20,000. 20,000 Between now. the ages of 18 to 95. Wow. To yeah. figure out what kind of techniques. You know, how do you have your orgasms? How do you touch yourself? And then they did these very tasteful videos because that's how we learn. And they're short videos. And you can not only learn about your own pleasure. But if you, as Amy likes to say, if you're a vulva admirer, you can still learn some things. If you're in a relationship, not in a relationship. If you're just a human that wants more in their toolbox. Because who doesn't? We ebb and we flow. This is something you'll check out. It's how to build more pleasure, I think, is the way. The building blocks of pleasure. So omgs.com slash shameless. Shameless. And you get $5 off. Go check it out. You won't regret it. Okay, so sex question. My wife recently told me that she had a sex dream about me and her with another woman. And it's quite a nice surprise for me because I've also fantasized about having a three-way but never had the courage to talk about it with her. Then a couple weeks later, after she told me about it, in the heat of the moment, she said she wouldn't mind giving it a try with another woman. But it would be mostly them playing and me watching and maybe... Maybe I get a little involved. I'm wondering what the next step should be because I'm still a little nervous to bring it up to her and tell her I really want to try it. She's obviously interested and so am I. What advice would you give to a married couple about trying this for the first time? Neither of us have ever had a threesome before. So, new threesome folks, brand spanking new to threesomes. We have a whole episode on threesomes with Read Me Halco. I say get really drunk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great advice. That's my advice. I'm just kidding. Not yeah, at all. Get, yeah, don't yeah, don't do that. Don't yeah, not just so get wasted. Go to the bar with your mask on and don't care about anything. Just take someone home. Just be like, hey, you want to come hey, home with us? Hey, hey, you want to be our third? Okay, so the threesome episode Read Me Halko is episode number one oh five. We also have a threesome episode, episode number 72, where April and I talk about some of our our threesome experiences, but we will just share and elaborate here for these dear uh, listeners. So your partner told you they really want to do this thing or they they have this fantasy and now they're saying they actually want to try it and this is the way that they want to try it. They want it to be mostly them experiencing with another woman, you mostly watching, and then maybe you get to play a little bit. So, and now you're a little afraid to say, hey, I really want to try this. But they kind of already told you that they're interested in trying it. So I say, be brave and, be, and you know, appreciate them for sharing. And be like, actually, that seems really hot to me. I've kind of fantasized about that too. And then you talk about the boundaries of what this looks like. She's already kind of laid this out. And so, one, are you down with that? Are you down to just watch her with another woman and then maybe get to join in a little bit? I would negotiate ahead of time what that joining in looks like. How do you know if it's okay for you to join in? And if you do, what do you get to do? Do you get to 
um, you know, touch the other woman's nipples. You get to kiss her, you know, talk about all, lay it all out before and don't just dive in and be like, okay, now I'm watching. Okay. Now you get to dive in, but I don't know what the parameters are. I think the more that you talk about these things beforehand, the easier it will be, or I guess the easier it's still probably going to be complicated, honestly, but, but it could be really wonderful and the less likely you'll have these messy triggering experiences. And perhaps I think maybe it would be a more, the conversation would be a bit less challenging if you talk about what's an absolute no, like yeah. absolutely no penetration. Hard no. Because sometimes it's hard to be like, what do you want to do? You're like, I don't know. Uh, but if you have any hard nose or hard boundaries to lay those out before, so I'm not comfortable with X, Y, and Z. Mm. And from there we can explore and, and maybe there's some kind of code word. Yeah. If something's going in a direction, and tangerine, feel, tangerine, yeah. banana hammock I means stick it in. Yeah. And, and I would also share with the, the person that you have the threesome with what all, please share all these so they know what they're getting into. Uh, and I, in fact, I think we've done episodes with, with the ones we've done with Kitty on um, on non-traditional relationships. She talks about those kind of things. So you don't want to treat the third as they're just like your plaything, unless that's what they want to be. But you would let them know, hey, here's what our boundaries are. You'd let them know. You know, And also discuss with your wife, do, are we going to do this again with this person? Is this a, a one-time only thing? Do we want it to be with someone who lives out of town so we don't have to see them you know, on the streets? Um, and then let that person know, here's what we're available for. Here's what we're not available for. Are you interested? And then I like what Reed Mihalko says, um, is sending them a thank you letter, later, letter yeah. later for like, thank you for the good times just so that they also feel really good about the experience. Um, and aftercare and also processing at the end, you all three can you know, sit down like, how was that for you? And check in. So everyone feels like they're included. You can create a dating app profile on one of the platforms there's so many out there now as well that you're looking for a third and you're partnered and you're looking for someone that is willing to participate in that i have some friends that have their dating profile and pictures of them together and yeah. and uh and are pretty lucky and fortunate with what's come out of that. So, well, there's a lot of people looking for these absolutely. kinds of experiences. No attachments. Yeah. It's just fun. And be as clear sexy. even on those dating apps as possible as people on Tinder, even doing that or hashtag open. That's where they were. They were on Tinder. Yeah. And just be really clear. Here's, here's where I'm at. Here's what we were looking for. If you're interested, let's start up some conversations. Show me your COVID status first. I don't know. Cause it's a weird time to be, do, to be doing this. I, um, I imagine, um, and then we, I also talked about this too. Uh, one other thing, if you want like an even, well, some people might not consider this safe because they have opinions about sex workers. We personally love sex workers. You can hire a sex worker for, and though with a sex worker, they're already there for the exact thing that you're paying them for. Here's the boundaries. And so they're not even really there considering like, well, here's what I need to, I mean, well, yes, they are want for their own safety, of course, feeling respected, but you know, they're not looking necessarily like build a relationship with you. So that is another option that would actually would probably, in my opinion, be such a, a, a safe and, and then they're also professional. So they would probably know how to go about it even better than someone who might be like a new unicorn, which is like the, the new third. Yeah. So those are uh, several options yeah. right there that we've provided to you. Start with the listening to that podcast. And then from there, maybe set up the profile. And then from there, look up a sex worker. Yeah. And I know if it's scary to tell your partner that you're, you're excited about this too. 
Um, but your partner expressed that they, they're excited. So I think it can be a fun thing, a fun conversation. Look at it as like, oh, my God, this is scary conversa- conversations. Wow, we share this interest. Let's, like, start talking about it. And then even if you don't explore it, that can be just a juicy conversation. Like, ooh, this is a sexy thing that we're oh, yeah. talking about. What, what oh, will yeah. they look like? And then maybe ooh. that's all you need. Who knows? Yeah. All right. All right. Bio time. All right. Let's do a bio. Bio. For our boy Nick, Nick Scopoletti. So Nick Scopoletti, a.k.a. Nick Scopes, is a stand-up comedian and co-host of the wildly popular comedy podcast, The Mangina Dialogues. Raised 25 miles outside of NYC and currently residing in Connecticut, Nick finds himself on stage in comedy clubs across CT and in NYC, bringing his high-energy, interactive comedy to audiences anxiously awaiting the mayhem when not in the comedy clubs you'll find nick at his day job as a personal trainer at equinox barking orders at soccer moms helping them achieve their personal fitness goals you can find nick on at nick scopes and his podcast at the mangina dialogues on instagram but first attention volvo owners who are looking for some of the best products for your bits Let me tell you a little something about a sex toy that's actually molded after real female anatomy. The Jolette is a beautiful handmade dildo made of body-safe silicone and also comes with a vibrator that can be used both with or without the dildo. I recently tried the Jolette via Intamo Pleasurables, and I was blown away by how perfectly this toy had all the right juicy places. But wait, there's more. Not only can you get the Jolette from Intamo Pleasurables, but they also offer amazing plant-based water and oil-based lubes along with sexual self-care products. Head over to Intamo Pleasurables for a non-intimidating, sex-positive experience where they proudly create and sell ethically sourced products. And right now, our listeners get a free bottle of Intamo Lube when you spend $100 using code SHAMELESSFREE at IntamoPleasureBoutique.com. That's a bonus bottle of some of the best water or oil-based lube out there, a $30 value, totally free. Just go to I-N-T-A-M-O PleasureBoutique.com and use code SHAMELESSFREE. And be sure to follow them on Instagram at Intamo Pleasure Boutique. Go check it out. All right, everyone, it is interview time, and we are here live. Well, I guess it isn't live when you listen, but April and I are in Mexico, in Baja. Arriba, uh, abajo, el centro, el dentro. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> nice dance moves. Her shoulders were shimmying as she was doing that. Uh, we're here with, on the crazy dog lady trip. We brought our cute little dogs. <laughs> And uh, so we're in a little Airbnb, and we're also on video with a repeat guest, Nick Scopaletti, Nick Scopes, comedian, co-host of the Mangina Dialogues. The man, the myth, the legend. The legend. legend. Here (laughs) to uh, honestly and openly ask some sex questions. And so we love this. We love this last episode. It's fun. Obviously, it's fun because you're a comedian. He's a friend of ours. We love this man. Um, We will be taking applications at the end of the show in case you want to date him because he's amazing. (laughs) And but you have to go through us first and um he's yeah he's a catch he's a catch uh but he's going to ask some sex questions which i i love when people are a lot of times we get anonymous sex questions here but people don't want other folks to know their names and nick is just like i have no shame i want to go on shameless sex and ask what what's up with the sex thing so nick welcome to our show we love you welcome back what's up guys how's feeling today 
Oh, a little, oh. a little hungover. We had to do that yesterday. <laughs> you get a sneak peek of it because yeah. you're actually seeing us. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. haggard in two in two words. Haggard. You guys look fine. You're doing oh, well. Thanks, Nick. We want to look fabulous. We don't want to look fine. We want to look fine. <laughs> well, fine. after drinking all that tequila, it's all. It's all I you know. Can hope for, right. It's I know. Fun. Yeah, it was good though. Mm, we're gonna have some of that real soon. Yeah. Yeah. Hair oh dog. Are you guys, though. you guys like a blanco? Is that what you go towards mostly? No, to reposado. We did reposado and yeho. We had a tequila tasting before ten yesterday. <laughs> we barely had coffee or before water. 10 yeah, <laughs> because we didn't. The guy insisted, so we're like, okay, sure. Well, we went shopping. We needed tequila, and he said, "You try this," and so we did. And we're like, "Oh shit, we're already buzzed." I know. I'm like, I haven't eaten any breakfast. Yeah. I don't even have water. Oh shit, you didn't eat, and then you went right into that. Yeah, yeah. it was a little, only a little, but yeah, no, we had a day yesterday. We were. We were in the sun. We were playing with animals. It was glorious. No, we didn't do any work yesterday. Today we'll do some work. It was here. Sunday. It was the, it it was was, the Lord's it's Day. Domingo. Yeah. <laughs> Domingo. It was Domingo. It was Domingo. Yeah, so nice, nice Spanish there. I'm really proud of you. Hey, Nick, I, we talked about this on uh, a text message thread between you and Amy and I, but that now I'm on IMDb because of your podcast as an actress. <laughs> But who guessed it on like, Mangina Dialogues? Yeah, so was, I didn't like, know Mangina Dialogues was. You're was welcome. The, so April Lampert, <laughs> actor, and then it said Mangina Dialogues. I was like, huh? I guess that was interesting. Yeah. You talked to Greg. He probably did had something to do with that. I have no idea. It was happened. cracking me up, but I was like, Nick, thanks. I'm I'm on IMDb. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't know now. I was. You're an welcome. Actor. How, yeah. come, how come I didn't get one? You're on there, but as a stunt double. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> there is an Amy Baldwin like stunt double. Oh something. really? Yeah, oh, cool. I looked you up. I'm not that adventurous though, but all right. I, know, I, I guess like, I, wow, I didn't know you're so agile. No, no, you, you know. had a tequila tasting before 10 a.m. You're pretty adventurous. I That's true. Yeah, I do some wild true. sex things. That's adventurous. Ooh, Ooh. No. This isn't about you though. Amy. Okay, we're anyways, talk about yeah, we're here to talk about. It was Nick. just about yeah, but that's probably more interesting. Let's hear about that. What are you? No, doing? Nick, you're very <laughs> interesting. Well, so the thing about you asking these questions is, I think a lot of folks can identify with what you're asking. One is a repeat question from something that we already discussed on the last time you were here, but is still showing up for you. And then we have a couple new things. Um, I'd like to start with one. Let's see. Let's, let's start with how you're seeing value in slower sex. And I know a lot of the vulva owner owning humans listening are like, yes, finally men seeing the value in slower sex. And a lot of this and a lot of, yeah, yeah. Let's jackrabbit. <laughs> that was my whole. That was my whole twenties right there. You just it was jackrabbit. Jackrabbit. <laughs> oh my god. Like porn. Harder, harder, better, faster, all the time. Yeah, you just. I don't know what it is. You. I don't know if it's. I don't know. Guys are meatheads, and you just think like you know, it's, it goes hard and as fast as possible. Well, like whatever it is. Does but it then, feel like, better though for up. the for a penis owner to do that? I mean, obviously everyone's different, but is that why the fast? Com- I've always wondered this. Does it help you? Know with your stimulation not really honestly like if anything it was just about i don't know i don't know it was like an ego thing like i'm gonna control this i'm gonna dominate like you just feel i don't know that's really what it was about because honestly it gets exhausting so it's like like, yeah it's a good workout jesus christ like you know i want to enjoy like i'm dying here but um, (laughs) but did did you always think the fast sex like the women liked it better is that what in your 20s at least probably yeah, that's probably why. See, I thought- this is a misconception that we just need to get out there. So everyone listening, whether yeah. you're 18 or 85, 
Ooh. Slower sex. 85 and still banging real hard and fast. Yeah, my hip, my hip. <laughs> it's, it's possible. All right. A lot, of, well, a lot of broken hips out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're not saying that hard and fast doesn't serve a time and place, but it certainly exactly. is not yes. within the first, for me, at least a minute or two when someone's penetrating me. Uh, and I don't necessarily want it all the time. And my, some of my best orgasms and the, when I feel the most sensation is in the slow, slowness because when we're moving so fast, we're bypassing a lot of sensation. We're moving so fast that we can't feel all the little tingles and warmth and throbbing and skin on skin stuff. It's not that you can't, but you, I think you miss a lot of it. Yeah. So Nick, let me start. Where did you learn to have sex? You know, is it from watching <laughs> porn? Was it just trial and error? Was it what your friends doing, you know, drawing stick figures? And- I don't know. I guess it was just trial and error. Like, yeah, you watch porn. Is it like, you know, when we were hit our teenage years, definitely we started watching porn. Um, and I honestly, I started watching porn again since this pandemic started. I haven't watched mm-hmm. it since I was probably honestly in college, so like 10 years ago. I never really watched porn after that. And What's your site? Youporn.com? What do you like? Go to Pornhub. X hamster. No, <laughs> no. What's I know X what that hamster? shit is. X hamster. No. It's, it's a site. A porn yeah, site? Yes. Yeah. It's it not. Called? There's no hamsters that I've seen on it. Why is it called X hamster? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's not good. It's I've heard things. Not it's not consensual, good. you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably, I mean, probably from porn and like just being a physical guy my whole life, like, uh, you know, having sex in high school as a football player, I was at the time, to be open and honest, I was taking steroids, I was lifting weight. Like I was just trying, like, and you thought like, that's what being a man is. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be like this masculine, aggressive male. Like that's what girls like. And like, there's, like you said, there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely a time and a place for that stuff. Um, but, you know, as you get into relationships with girls or whatever, things progress. Like I've even just really lately, it's probably this past year, just you find the value in like taking your time mm-hmm. and going slower. And it, and then, you know, that happened. And then you guys sent me one of your stickers. <laughs> that says oh, go, go, go slower, slower than, than slower slow. than slower than that. Yeah. And, That's you know, number one selling t-shirt too, Nick. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. People like that's what I mean. I got that, and I was like, "This is a sign." And <laughs> one of my <laughs> one yes. of my friends, I've been friends with her for a very long time. I've known her since college, and she since college was like, "Yeah, I'm all about the slow." And we all used to like joke around and make fun of her, like, "Really? That's what you like? Like the slow sex?" Blah blah blah. blah. And then now I texted her recently, and I was like, "You were right." She's like, "See, <laughs> I told you." <laughs> and I finally came around, but like, why is that? I mean, like you said, there's a time and place for everything. I guess for women, like, why is the slower, you know, why is that so much better for you guys? Give me the... I I agree with the time and a place, for sure, because there is a time where I do enjoy the fast and the hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it is a sensation. Um, It's the feeling of the connectivity with the person that you're in the experience with. And... Uh, especially when it comes to stimulating externally, like the fast, not, not even with the On penetration. The yeah, that is a little, that can be really intense, especially right away. But starting, I think it's the start slow and then you can kind of go into uh, a higher gear. And then if you need to go into the highest one. Mm-hmm. And for me, it just, it's about like activating my my nerves and my body, like getting it like ready for action. Warming it up. Yeah. So that's why I think that the slow is so important. And as Amy mentioned, you you can miss, you can miss some things. Mm -hmm. You can miss some of the sensations that your body is experiencing. And this is also why I do enjoy taking away some of the senses sometimes like closing my eyes. If I don't have a blindfold or, um, 
plugging my nose. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like taking away some of the, like a sensation. Yeah. And, and then you even, you can actually get more heightened with, with the slowness. Yeah. I agree with that. So I believe a vulva takes approximately four times as long to get blood flow and arousal going than a penis. Um, so for for the and this is you know vulva is all erectile tissue, those labia majora, etc. This is all stuff that gets blood in there when you're aroused. It gets engorged and puffy, and part of that is also um, leading to more sensation, right? If I'm if I don't have that blood flow going on there, sensation doesn't feel as good or I don't feel as much. Um in fact I can feel really unprepared. It's like someone's poking at me because my body's not not ready. So I think part of that slowness is to consider that you're warming the body up and just because your cock is rock hard and I'm speaking into heterosexual relationships right now. Um and so just because the cock is hard doesn't mean that the pussy is ready to go. In fact, to consider that the pussy probably takes four times as long, maybe more, maybe less. Everyone's different. Um, but I, my advice for, for all folks is who are want to please pussies is, like April said, when you're using fingers and then you're moving to a mouth and then you're moving to a penis or a dildo or whatever that is, always start slow with each thing. Mm-hmm. E- even if that's just for a minute or two, but then check in with your partner. Are you ready for more, harder, faster? And don't just assume like, oh, okay, it's been one minute. I'm just going to jackhammer this person right now. Um, and yeah, and I agree. I just I just feel more. And there, I, there's plenty of times where I just want to get fucked. I'm like, just fuck me right now. Mm-hmm. And that is when it's really good to be fucked. That's when fast and hard right. is great. Um, but if that's the th- something that you do right away when you start touching me, it's going to feel for me personally invasive and, um, and I won't feel as much pleasure. Mm-hmm. I've had even a magical, magical experiences with sex, um, where it's actually more towards, or like later in the sex journey. So maybe I haven't had an orgasm yet or my partner hasn't, um, but where we're actually not even really moving and my partner's still inside of me, but we're just kind of hanging out or he's barely, barely moving. Or um, also after sex and there's still is my, there's still penetration going on after orgasm, but we're still like connected. And just in that zero movement, but we're actually just breathing a lot together. And I've had mind-blowing orgasms from that. So not moving, just breathing, but my body's so warmed up and we're so connected is, and that's why that's happening. Have you ever experienced that, Nick? The power yeah, and like not even say, moving? I would say, yeah, uh, a few times. I'm thinking of some recent ones. And then also I remember with uh, my ex, it took, it took her a while. Like I remember one time I was actually reading a book uh, that she comes first. You got, yeah, you had him on, it, right? Yeah. So my, my buddy, one of my best friends who's married was like, dude, I read this book get on it. Like you need to, it was like, they were on shameless. This guy was on shameless sex. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. And you know, he was talking about like taking your time and, you know, working your way down the body and like the first kiss when you go down. And it's like, I remember with my ex, sometimes we would just, we wouldn't see each other for long periods of time. So when we saw each other, it was like, let's go right now. Mm. And then when I've slowed it down, it was, it was just better. Like she, I would take my time and spend more time, like, you know, warming her up. And then by the time I went down her, it was like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know what I mean? And I was like, like, that's when it clicked. I was like, oh shit. So like, Uh take your, stop trying to be fucking (laughs) Captain Meathead and like, take your time. (laughs) And like, just like, like, you know, take your time, chill. And like, this is way better. And just like little hints of it I've had over the years where I'm like, yeah, I should do this more. Mm-hmm. And then now I have been, and I definitely um, see the value in it without a doubt. It's way better. And that could be with everything in life though. If you think about it, like 
even well slowing se- down sex related <laughs> yes of like, course like, wait, for april now that's our, our yeah. lesson in this life i get that lesson <laughs> handed to me all the time like eating slower mm-hmm. all of those things right taking your time you actually do enjoy the being in the moment much more when you slow down. Mm-hmm. So I think that's advice that we can, we can carry over into many realms of our lives. Well, and that's why we made the slogan go slower than slow and then slower than that also, because what a lot of times what people think slow is actually isn't that slow. No. Uh, so that's, so for all you folks who are listening to experiment, even with just touching yourself, right? If you, you, you have a cock or a vulva and start touching yourself to experiment with slow touch, uh, or this is actually great advice for someone who wants to learn to get off to slow touch. Like if you're someone who thinks you can only get off to fast and hard, start pleasuring yourself with slow, soft touch. It, you might not have an orgasm for a couple of weeks and it might be frustrating, but you can learn to get off to slow, soft touch. It's because yeah. our brain is our largest sex organ, but also experiment with going slower than what you think slow is. Like, okay, this is what I think slow is. Now I'm going to turn it down to notches and go even slower and just pay attention to the sensation that's available there. And oftentimes you feel more. Turn the mode down on the vibrator. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. Totally. Like, go to the lower instead setting. Instead of the highest setting right away, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to turn it down yeah. and start from <laughs> yeah. the first setting. And you get in your head, like, yeah. I'm not going to come and I really want the orgasm. Yeah. But if you just hang out for a little bit, you might learn something. You might see more sensation, yeah. feel more sensation. You might have the orgasm. Um, and, and you know, you might not, but not getting set on the orgasm being the end goal, I think is also really helpful, but yeah, slowness is delicious. And then if I say, fuck me really hard, then please do. <laughs> we'll do. So all you penis owners out there are listening, take some advice from Nick, go try this out. And all you Volvo owners are listening who now want to have sex with Nick, send us an email at info at <laughs> Which I which brings me to another question. So from the last show, uh, you had mentioned and very vulnerably and openly, which was really awesome, about not being able to orgasm from oral sex, oral pleasure, um, when you are the receiver, right? Yeah. So yes. is that still happening? And if so, can we talk about it? Yes, we can. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is shameless. This is so, professional. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's, yeah, that's still happening. And uh, like I said before in the last podcast, every time if I'm, you know, with a girl or whatever, and I always let them know, like, I don't want, like, if I went down a girl and she didn't come, I would kind of feel, I would feel bad. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Whatever. So I let the girl know, like, hey, it's probably not going to happen. And they think like I'm doing that to be like, oh, it's a challenge. I'm going to, and it's like, no, it's really like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny here. It's just true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's still, um, has not happened. I've been and this close. Is ever in your entire life, right? Yeah. No, never. Okay. Like, okay. Never. I've always been close and then I just stay there. Yeah. And I'm like, why, why? And this is know. just with oral when you're having penetrative sex or what about hand jobs? Hand jobs, I don't even. That's I don't even. You don't really weird. mess with them. It's weird. Yeah. Are you a suck it or fuck it kind of guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Like literally, like I. I mean, if I if you asked any girl I've been with, like it's been like you know we go down each other, but like for me, it's like ninety seconds of like a good effort down there, and then let's get in. You know what I mean? Like I the foreplay. 
for you. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. a ton. I don't need a ton because I know, like, I don't, you know, it's going to be a while. So yeah. <laughs> so, like, so I'm so yeah, I'm curious about this. So it's for a foreplay thing for you. You know, you're going to be a while. So my one of my questions is, when you say that it's going to be a while, is it you're concerned for them that oh, they're it's going to take a long time. It's it's going to hurt their neck. They're not going to like it. I'm going to disappoint them. Is there a thought process why you don't just because it probably there's probably still feels good to have a mouth on your cock though, right? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's fantastic. So, it's just like, it's like, I think, and I, and I keep going back to this. I don't know if it's that or not, but I think it's definitely a control thing. Okay. Like even, and I found this, even when I, when I have sex with girls and if they're doing a lot, like if they're putting it, like, I like to be the one who's doing most of the work. Uh, uh, you're the, the one more in charge, the dominant one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like when they're on top, like that's different. Like I, you know, whatever like but i still like to do stuff there but if they're doing like too much when i'm just trying to go i don't know if it like throws me off mm. or like it's it kind of, i think it kind of does to be honest i just think it's a control thing mm. That's so what if, what about like uh loving consensual face fucking <laughs> <laughs> where, where i mean where you would get consent for it too and and they of course it's not just a free for all where they're like yeah do whatever you want to me and you're just like breaking their their neck via yeah. or, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah so that's what some people will do though they'll yeah. grab your head and then burr, burr, burr. Yeah. and I, sometimes like there's a time and place sometimes I actually enjoy that but I don't want that all the time and I want it to right. be consensual I want to um, really be able to advocate for uh, the pressure or how long I want that or if I want that but I'm right. just curious about that is so because you were saying it's a control thing and so to just submit and relax and receive which is really hard for a lot of people vulva owners penis owners alike to just receive um, and I think a lot of that is a control thing or a worthiness thing, or it's just hard to be present there when you're not the doer, you know, mm. that you're doing something. And I'm, I'm one of those people, but it, over the years, it's gotten easier to be a receiver. I think you too, right? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I'm just curious about that is if you turn oral sex into more of an, an active um, act on your side, but having a conversation with a partner, but saying, hey, you know, I usually like to be the dominant one here or in control. Um, and so when it comes to oral sex to just relax and receive, um, isn't necessarily my, my gym. Like I'm into exploring and doing it for a little bit, but not, it doesn't really do a lot for me. Um, are you open to trying it this way where like, you know, I, I, we can talk about the pressure. I can be the one kind of moving my hips, but you tell me if it's too much or slower or faster. So they're, they're still in control too, but your movements and things are a little more in control. Yeah, I should probably try that. I've done it a handful of times, but still, I'm just like, man, I just want to have sex. Like, I just <laughs> in my head, I think it's you know, also like you, you said, it was like the 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 psychological aspect of it. Like, I go into it saying, ah, I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, that story's happen. already there. Uh-huh. Yeah, we talked, and I talked, and you know, I talked about that last time. I compared it to like working out or really doing anything. But like, you're like about to, if you're about to go lift something heavy, and you're like, I don't think I'm gonna get this you're yeah. probably not right. Or like, eh, I'm not going to, if you have, if you down talk yourself already, it's probably not going to happen. So maybe I just got to get the narrative out of my head. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, which is tough, but <laughs> yeah, easier said than done. What about toys. You could try some toys in the midst of fellatio, like an accessory, like a finger vibrator or something. Interesting. See, that's one, that's one aspect I really I really haven't dove into like toys at all. Like I remember yeah. on your own bot for your body. You yeah. Mean? For my yeah. body, for anything. I remember like uh, my college girlfriend, she bought a cock ring and we started using that. And I was like, I fucking hate this. I don't know why. Like mm-hmm. I don't like, it. I don't know why, but um, I think, yeah, maybe that may be the go-to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah. Do you like butt stuff? 
on your butt? A little bit. A little bit of butt much. stuff? Okay. A little bit. Some yeah. light butt stuff? What yeah, about like, like a toy, like an like anal vibrator or like, or an anal vibrator like or something. One, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, yeah. Just the, like April saying, adding some sensation there or maybe like on the taint, you know, the, a vibrator a there. Premium, yeah. Do you like your balls that, touched? That'll ball get guy? me like, yeah. If a girl looks, if we're talking like taint or balls, like I'm all about that ready to go yeah i okay. wonder if like the adam plus conquering which gives you perineum pressure you can put that uh on is and it, then it's also it isn't like cock rings though maybe the yeah, digits he hasn't tried or the college it literally has i was 21 the last time I oh it well yeah I you're can, a different man i can send you one that yeah. way you can just check it out because then you get you get your testicles stimulated you get the the perineum stimulated your taint stimulated and then you also um it actually like kind of constricts the blood flow so if you want to keep pumping and then if if you have a vulva owning partner on top she can grind on it and it actually like is like instant orgasm Mm. because it gives you external stimulation this is the adam atom plus right yeah okay yeah yeah and um that's a good one and by the way we'll send you one nick or april will but by the way everyone all the toys we were talking about you can get at (laughs) purepleasureshop.com a sex shop i own with my dear mother and you get 15 percent off with coupon code shameless sex um other things if you wanted to try uh like a vibrating plug this is an anal plug we can get like a really small one Mm -hmm. um there's the rio our rio uh, anal plug and it just has a vibrator that one that's vedo or vito oh vito and and you'll feel the vibrations in the anus which is my uncle my uncle vito uncle vito yeah your uncle vito the rio by your uncle vito and um and it has vibrations that will feel really nice on the anus and it's just and it's just a nice tapered plug so that's something you can experiment with or if you just want some sort of finger vibe or something the um the digit digit. or the what's the ammo Ammo, ammo is the bullet vibe and then the digit is one for the fingers and you, you can those are not for the on. ass by the way those no. are like taint balls yeah clits either like yeah. your partner could wear it or you could even wear it well like doggy style for like the reach around because it yeah. fits like it'll fit even like girthy fingers so because yeah. it yeah. has this clip-on feature it's that's a cool. good idea yeah yeah and then I also want to ask you about, okay, so you said you like ball play. You like having your balls touched and your taint touched, right? Sure. So during these oral sex experiences, are your partners touching your balls and your taint while they're, while they're touching your cock? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. And it's, it's the same thing, same experience. It's like, it's yeah, not I mean, it's happen. fantastic. It's just like, you know, I, again, I'm like, all right, let's just, I get really revved up and I'm like, okay. I just want to uh, bang. Well, okay. And here's oral sex isn't for everyone. Like not everyone. I barely have ever uh, had an orgasm from oral. Yeah. Barely. I can maybe count. Really? I don't usually get it. Yeah. I think maybe once or twice. I, I can't even recall. Mine is when fingers are involved. Yeah. That's what really... all I can think about is like, like, I think kind of like what Nick was saying, like when someone's going down, I'm like, I just really want like penetration. Right. I just really want like it's a good warm up for me and yeah. it's fun. But I just really I'm like, I want to I want to. Yeah, I've, I remember uh, one of the girls I dated. She only came from oral sex. But that's really common, too, mm-hmm. for a lot of that's people. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one time we did it for like a year and a half. One time got her to come from actual sex. Like that was once. Yeah. But every well, other time I was going down on her. So well, we have to consider there's so many things that are contributing to this right our anatomies are entirely different mm-hmm. right april's pussy looks very different from mine hers what did she see we did the sexological body work where session. my clitoris is positioned it's very close to your labia and everything right fuck, yeah. yeah and mine is my clitoris is my with the sexological body work workers like your clit's its own little world it's like way up high <laughs> um and so di- this is just i don't know why we assume everything's going to feel the same for everyone yeah. we're all so different we have different nerve endings in different places and some more some more here 
here, some there. So that there's one thing. There's also shame in past experiences. Like for me, my first couple, the first couple people I had penetrative sex with did not go down on me, nor did I ask for it. And so it created a lifelong barrier about that, a receiving barrier. Um, so there's, that's something that all those experiences, they also contribute to this. So there's anatomy, there's a physiological aspect, and then there's yeah. also the experiential aspect. And um, let me ask you a question, Nick, do you think your cock is beautiful? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So when a mouth or your face, yeah. All right, cool. So, Hey, everyone <laughs> add that. Yeah. Just so you know, everyone we're taking <laughs> applications for Nick Scopoletti. Yes. He's got a beautiful cock. So if, if someone puts their face or mouth near your cock, you're not like, Oh God, it doesn't, doesn't look good. You know, for, cause for some people they have a lot of shame wow. about it and that's why they don't Do you want manscape too. I've right. never, yeah, there. Yeah. I use all yeah. that shit. I'm, I'm Italian, so I have to, or else you wouldn't be able to find it. Get that ball deodorant on there. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Like, I mean, it's just, I've been hairy since I was like fucking 12. I don't have hair. I don't hair when I was nine. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? You're like, something's happening. I'm the I remember first. I was at my grandmother's house. I remember I saw it in the mirror and I grabbed like her or my grandfather's razor. And I was like, oh no. And I just started shaving oh, my armpits. Shit. I had a panic attack. I was nine years old. Your parents should have told you what's up. It's okay. It's hair. It's my dad, you. my dad kind of did. He's like, listen, you know, he's old Italian. He's like, listen, you're kind of hairy. All right. We're all hairy. <laughs> it's all right. Your grandfather. And I was like, my grandfather would wear like a tank top most of the time. Like one of those wife beaters, the, the yeah white whatever, right yeah covered in hair looked like he had a sweater on <laughs> in the, oh no just like in the summer like he was a landscaper sicilian immigrant like just like tan and covered in hair and He's so warm yeah. that's cool well in the summer yeah. that could be an issue i would have probably just been like can you wax my back yeah Come on. Yeah, he's like my dad just explained to me. He's like, "Listen, we hit puberty early and hard." So yeah. that's, <laughs> so that's all he said. It. Was yeah. like, "Listen, okay." Like, <laughs> I mean, like my aunts had like you know they had to get laser hair removal on their face when they were like, oh in their 20s. shit, oh yeah. Well, you have a nice chiseled beard. I know. It's like, yeah, that's a good beard. Perfect beard. You yeah, you well trimmed. I like yeah. That you know what? Right? Uh, a a beard that is is long at that length. Feels, I like that kind of feel on my on my bits. It's, it's very. I feel like it's very studious. Yes, you look very studious. studious with like, their well, I have I have yeah. blue blockers now because oh. I want to be cool like oh, you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I, I forgot mine over there. The blue, honestly, I have mine. do you feel that it makes a big difference? Because I do. I I was getting headaches from all my screen time. So for sure, the reason I would wear mine, but you can't wear them with this headset that we have on when we're yeah, doing podcasting because yeah. we have the headset. So it, it's hard, but they make a difference. I've recommended them to people that have also said it's helped them with headaches. Just the blue, the Blu-ray, blue, blue light glasses. I call them Blu-ray, blue blockers. <laughs> you know what I no, mean? But like blue once, balls? Yeah. I saw you guys had them and I was like, oh, they kind of look cool. I was like, I yeah. wonder if they work. And you know, when COVID first hit, I'm out of work. I'm on a computer or a phone screen yeah. more than I ever have, like probably since college, <laughs> like yeah. never. And I was having a lot of trouble sleeping, like a lot. And I was like, I'm not doing anything. Why would I have trouble sleeping? Like what's, yeah. and I bought these and it made a massive difference. I wear yeah. this every night when I watch TV and stuff every night. Oh, yeah. helpful. Well, we're on, we go from our phones to our laptops, to our TVs, especially oh, during yeah. Corona. So much, and so yeah. it really does help. So if anybody out there is experiencing any headaches and it's getting in the way of your sex life, blue light glasses do it we're not we're not sponsored by them but we may have just changed yeah well i I have one other question though about this blowjob biz oh so do you have you ever are you a masturbator do you do you masturbate i do okay would you and you just masturbate like with your hand and lube uh no lube just no lube just hand 
just yeah. just dry 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 hand <laughs> again I'm, I'm italian i'm pretty oily all the time okay yeah <laughs> that's, that's good like i'm not saying like, when i had hair i would like shower go to bed wake up and like put water in my hair and it would just stay all day okay all yeah, right so you have a well-lubricated cock naturally. That's cool. Um, okay, so one other thing that I thought of was masturbating or is masturbating with um, a masturbation sleeve and you get it really luby in there so it almost feels like a mouth and masturbating with that and actually imagining it as you're doing it as a mouth that you're, and, but you're controlling the pressure and the movement so like closing your eyes but imagining it as, or you can even get ones that look like mouths like flashlight makes You can get a full robot doll yeah. call her Bianca that like, is Hi. just too weird <laughs> You could call the CPR <laughs> doll Dad, I just got a CPR doll in case, you know, during no, a real estate no. Don't judge me, don't judge me Someone needs CPR Right, we threw That's that one the out mouth yeah. is open. He doesn't want the mouth flashlight and he doesn't want the Bianca no Bianca. Okay. That All right. freaks me out a little okay. bit. All right. Lie. Yeah. Well, keep working with that whole being present, try new things, maybe try some consensual face fucking. Good luck to you. When we have you back on the show in five months, we'll check in then. What about I'll so- let you I'll let you know as soon as it happens. Yeah, okay. yeah. I will text you immediately after both of you. It we'll have a party. We'll, we'll have a party on air. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Uberloop. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberloop, and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uberloop to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uberlube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand totally shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also brought to you by Dipsy. We all know how important your physical and mental health are, but what about your sexual health? Whether you hit the gym, take a walk, or meditate, If you want to take care of yourself, you need to prioritize your pleasure along with your body and mind. Put your sexual well-being first with Dipsy. Get yourself all hot and bothered with a story about hooking up with your hot yoga teacher. Or listen to a sexy story about getting tied up and trying that new toy with your partner. Ooh. I love Dipsy because it's an audio app for everyone, whoever, and whatever you're into. There are sexy stories and guided sessions designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with your sexy self. They add new stories every week, so you never get bored. Time to spice things up today. So go check out Dipsy. And Dipsy is offering our listeners a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. Again, dipsystories.com slash shameless. All right, let's get back to the show. Girl's like, who are you texting? I'm like, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> right after, yeah, it could be dirty. I got, I gotta, you got to go home. I got to text these girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Nick, let's talk about, you you said something to us about feeling FOMO post-corona dating, and we wanted to know more about this. 
yeah. if anyone else is so, out there feeling it. So I was, you know, we were all locked up for a very long time and uh, not doing anything social, really. And as uh, soon as, like, we were actually able to go out and do things, you know, I, would, I uh, went out with this girl for a little while and, like, she's great and she's awesome. We still talk and all that here and there. But, like, it's not – I'm kind of – I don't know what it is. Like I, I, my mind is going all over the place. I don't know if it's because we were locked down for so long. Like, and I could, you know, I remember vividly during the lockdown, I was like, man, I should probably like get a girlfriend. <laughs> I think a lot <laughs> like, of people, you know, yeah. After like six weeks, I was like, you know what, this is just, shit's getting old. Um, but I think I'm having a little like FOMO. Like, I feel like I lost, like, I feel like this year was almost not a waste, but it really feels like things just got put on pause and I just don't know. I'm having like, I guess FOMO. I just feel like I'm missing out on things or like I need to like, I was supposed to go on trips this year. A lot of shit got canceled. Like it's not just the relationship stuff and whatever. It's, it's other things. Like I just feel like I missed out on so much and like I can't be held down by anything because I want to do anything I want. I want to be, you know, all that stuff. I, I mean, this is just my own narrative in my head. I'm probably just overthinking shit, which is my MO, but um yeah i'm just feeling like this weird like i I need i can't be locked i need to do my own shit i need to be left alone like all that stuff but i don't know why i don't have no idea why like isolated and kind of just (laughs) yeah i don't i again like i i I thought about it because i knew obviously i knew we were going to record and i'm thinking about it for a few days and i can't even i couldn't even give you guys like a real answer i just don't know why i'm having this feeling it just is what it is like it's just happening to me i feel like i missed out on so much and this year was like a waste and like i need a redo and like mm-hmm. i just you know i want like it's it's just strange uh yeah. it's a strange feeling so um but well being yeah, in a relationship is not easy during this time let me tell you up and down like the stock market uh so yeah. I, some, some part of me during Corona has been envious of my single friends. Cause they'll just like hit some Tinder dates and, and, you know, get their, their fix in for, you know, bang time or pound town, <laughs> pound town, pound town, going to pound town. <laughs> so, and, and then it's easy. They leave. And so I think there's two sides to this dating FOMO, right. In my opinion, because I feel like being in a relationship, when you're still, we're all isolated and we're all kind of in that, that Corona world, right. That's slowly shifting. And it's been difficult to be in a relationship, living with someone and being in each other's space all the time has been challenging to say the least. And I'm sure folks out there that are in relationships are also feeling that we, we've seen a spike in listeners. Cause they're like, how do I still have sex with this person that's driving me fucking crazy. Right? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. It's always like grass is always greener. Like, it, yeah. I mean, you know, like my, my, all my friends and I talked about this in my act and stuff, but I'm literally like my last, I'm the last single guy, right. They're all married or about to be married or whatever it is. And like, you know, they're like, dude, like, like, you know, they want to hear stories or like you going on dates. What's up. They want to hear things. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, man, grass is always greener though. Like it's, you know, like you have your wife, this woman who you love, you have children with her and like, you love that. So I'm like watching my friends with their kids. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. that's so great. That would be nice to have, mm-hmm. but like the grass is always greener. Everyone looks at things differently. Like people that were alone probably want to be in relationships. People that are relationships and stuck home with people were like, I just want to be single again. I can't <laughs> fucking deal with this person. I'm sure everyone's all over the place now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. imagine. 
I think a lot of people are feeling like they, this year, they uh, lost, <laughs> where, where did this year go and lost out on a lot of opportunities and, um, and we were all, yeah, all of us in, in some, I mean, it's already almost the, the end of the year. This year has just flown by. Um, so wait, so but with the FOMO piece, so were you re- primarily referring to, um, to kind of, I hate the term settling down, but, but you were less in the dating market and more in the one-on-one thing with, with someone or with certain people. And the FOMO is wanting to be more single and free. Is that what you were? I would say so. I definitely, yeah. I definitely have struggled uh, with that. I definitely have, I was talking to a friend of mine and I def, he's like, you know, you definitely have some unresolved <laughs> shit from your past with like, you know, girls and things like that. And I was like, yeah, I really haven't delved into that. I've been worried about other shit, like my job and like, you know, yeah. things that, you know, are, are slow now and all that stuff. But it's been, um, I'm not sure why I'm like this. It's just, it's just the way it is right now. I just feel like there's this, like, I don't want to be tied down. I don't Mm. want to be told I have to be here at this day Mm. or we're hanging out with so-and-so and and we're going to this and we're, you know, going to go pump picking or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? You want to go to the pumpkin patch and then carpet? (laughs) So you're saying the couple stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, which is cool. Like it's, it's great. And I had a friend bring this up to me and I I thought it was a good point. She was like, do you think if like we never shut down and like life just was normal, you'd be okay with being in a relationship? And I was like, maybe, maybe that would be, you know, maybe I feel like I didn't miss out and I would be like, yeah, you know, I want to do this, but I don't know. Is this, this is fear a weird of missing? I don't really have an answer. Is the fear of missing? Is this something that j- just arrived, or was this before? Has commitment always been a little scary for you? Are you kind of always had a desire to be free and to not be tied down and to not have to do all these couples things, or is this a newer thing for you? Or or does um, it depend on the or person? Or traumatized for that the last relationship? It's <laughs> it's been trauma. Like I told, so I was telling someone the other day about I literally so two of my last girlfriends one I met when I was 30 and one I dated when I was 25 it was five years apart and I was telling this story and this is a true story again back to fall stuff October they wanted to do fall type things I was in a relationship with these girls this time like in an actual relationship really loved them like kind of was like am I gonna get married like what's gonna happen whatever right kind of thought had those feelings and I they I took them to a haunted hayride, right? Obviously, this is five years apart, but the same exact thing happened. Took them to a haunted hayride. It's literally, I was like, oh my God, five years later, same place, same scenario. And I was like, who are these girls I'm picking? Like, what what am I doing? But long story short, do fall stuff, whatever. And like, you know, then they asked to do something else after. Like, oh, can we go? you know, do this. And I was like, well, we're just going to go eat after. I was like, we, we, we did this and now we'll go do that. And I remember driving away. After the haunted hayride. After the haunted hayride. What happened at like, this haunted hayride? <laughs> it's haunted. Or is it I, yeah, the curse dude, of the haunted hayride. Yeah. Bad luck for Don't me. I've been go going back, to it since Nick. I was Don't like, <laughs> I've been going to it since I was in high school. It's been oh, around like, gone with friends and obviously nothing, you know, crazy. I just never happened. But long story short, are you want to do fall stuff? Fine. I'll plan a whole day. We'll go to Haunted Hayride. We'll go to dinner after. Took him to Haunted Hayride. And then we're driving away because I said no to something else they wanted to do that was also there, like a haunted walk or whatever through the woods on the other side. I was like, no, let's like go get dinner. Driving away, literally at the same road, at the same point, they both started crying. Hmm. And we're like, you know, I guess like you just don't really care. Like you don't want to do stuff with me. And I was like, 
I planned this whole like day. What do you, and they're like, no, I guess it's just up to you. And I remember like turning around and going back and they're like, no, it's it's fine. Yeah. And I was like, that stuff blew my mind. I told my friend that and she was like, yeah, like Mm -hmm. I could see why you don't want to be like in a relationship. And I was like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just have some unresolved stuff for sure that I need to work through. Cause I've been, you know, been a good, in my opinion, I've been a really great boyfriend. I'm always like accommodating and making sure whatever. And it's always, I don't want to say backfired. Like obviously they weren't the right girls for me. I'm not saying I'm swearing off relationships the rest of my life. Cause I had two bad girlfriends. Like that would be crazy, right? Like everyone's different, but it definitely sticks with you. And it makes me not want to do as much as mm-hmm. a partner for like that type of stuff. Like, mm-hmm it makes me hold back and be like, mm, no, I don't want to, you know, show too much effort or put too much. Cause it, it won't be returned, which is yeah. crazy. I, it's just, I'm just, you know, this person could be really accepting of it and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm missing out, but there's some yeah, resistance from past experiences. And, and I think when, when a lot of folks can identify with this, they pick, a lot of the same partners, you know, over and over again, why am I doing this again? This person's just so similar to my last partner. We have a girlfriend who um, is going through or just broke up with someone and in is, is she has this pattern of dating people that are are liars that are not honest. And she lets them know in the beginning, she has like no capacity for this. And this is like the fourth or fifth person that is just so super dishonest, wonderful person, but it's unfortunate. She, and she has a lot of capacity for openness in relationship, et cetera. She's like, why does this keep happening over and over again? Um, And something within, I think you call parental stuff. Yeah. She she was like, is it past life stuff? And I was like, maybe go see a hypnotherapist and see, but also parental stuff. And she's like, well, I have a great relationship with my dad. And so I was like, well, you know, parental stuff can show up from both parents. You can, you can have be a woman who has mommy issues and that shows up in the people that you date uh, or daddy issues too. Um, and so, you know, for you, if you're seeing a pattern of people that really aren't in an alignment, aren't serving your highest good or as, as, a, as a partner or in the wor- this world, um, I would be curious to, for you to check out how that's related to your childhood and your relationship with your parents, your dad, mom, anyone, how they did or didn't show up for you um, and how you might be choosing women that somehow reenact the old maybe it's not trauma, but hurt or something that didn't, that actually didn't serve you when you were younger, but we, we continue to make those choices until we resolve yeah. them. And then, you know, you start to not trust yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, I'm making dumb to sit. Like, what the hell am I doing? And then you could be dating someone and they're cool. And then you're like, I don't know. Like you just don't trust your instincts anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I had to be my own psychologist, I think, the way my dad, the way my dad explains things are great. He just goes, he's like, you always go for girls that are like up here. And he always like puts his hand. He goes, they're always up here. And if I had to be my own psychologist, my grandmother was like that. And her and I were very tight. Mm. Um, so like high standards you mean, or yeah, my grandmother was, so, you know, I have my dad, this is on my mom's side. My mother was an only child. She passed away when I was six. I'm an only child. So my grandmother, her mother stepped up like you wouldn't believe, mm. uh, did everything for me, school. I mean, you name it, uh, college, helped me pay for stuff, all that. And, um, but she had a certain standard that she'd like to live by. She enjoyed 
you know, her penthouse in Westchester, New York, that she, you know, she liked it. First of all, I'm her only grandson. It's just her in this loft penthouse with three bathrooms, two bedrooms. And she's like, I like my place. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're going broke, which was true. She was <laughs> I was like, I know you like your place, but like, she's like, I put a reverse mortgage on it. I was like, that's terrible. Why? <laughs> you need the three bathrooms, you- grandma. Come on. Very, oh, very. Yeah. She was very status driven. Uh, she wanted me to get a master's degree. Didn't care. She just liked the idea of it. And saying, <laughs> doesn't care what it's in. Just no, no. It's just like saying my grandson, he's going to get a master's degree and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like all this shit. I mean, I get it. She grew up poor as shit, like in the projects in Queens and like her dad was a cab driver and all this shit. And she, you know, she made, she made some good money and she married the right guys. And, mm-hmm. um, but in the end, she passed away when I was 20, let's do math here, 29. Um, and it was suddenly, and it was after we had a bad argument. Mm. It was literally on like a Wednesday night. I'll never forget. She called me and she needed help moving. She was moving out of her place again. She was going broke. She was going to move in with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was 10 days away from the closing on her house. Um, she calls me about something helping her move and I was like hey I can't come that day but I'll come like a week earlier and help you out and she drank a lot and she freaked out and was like why can't you just do what I want you to do blah 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 blah. when I die you better go get a master's degree (laughs) and I was like what the hell and she her and my dad never got along so she's screaming at me about don't turn out like your father and I'm like oh my god Mm -hmm. this is like Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, I remember I was so mad at her. And a few days later, she died suddenly. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you get the master's like, degree? No, fuck no. no. <laughs> just go online well, and get my one. Brain, my brain is not my brain. I mean, I look at I look back at like some essays and shit I wrote in college, and I was like, "Who was that guy? How the mm-hmm. fuck did I write that?" Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea. But no, she yeah, she passed suddenly. I literally got a call. I was at work, um, and that was it. And I was like, shit. And that was our last mm. conversation. And I think, you know, I always chase women that are like her. Like I always tried mm. to, you know, please her, make sure she was happy with like the college I went to or like what I was doing with my life and all this stuff. So I think there's definitely that. Um, and seeing all the status stuff that she kind of let ruin her life, like mm. financially and everything. So like I shy away from people like that now that are very materialistic and things yeah i have this and i have that and i'm like who cares like what our ladies who are applying for the for the application to date no no super materialistic humans sorry you're out (laughs) we're screening you out you like gucci listen don't get me wrong (laughs) like i have gucci Yeah. yeah I have those bits of me too that i try to like fight like i like nice shit though like I have a friend of mine who makes way more money than me and I'll spend money on shit that he would never spend his money on. He's like, that's yeah. dumb. And I'm like, nah, but I like it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's balanced though. You're, it's I'm, like, a, I'm a hybrid when it comes to that. Yeah. I'm like, I love my nice shit, but I can also rough it. Yeah. I'm just like mostly rough it. So. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe just too much sometimes. Um, okay. Um, I have one question though about your grandma. Um, yeah. when re, did, What was your grieving process? Like, Did you resolve that whole experience of... Uh, getting in an argument with her before and then her passing. And this is someone that was really, well, really important to you um, and probably is showing up in your re- dating and relationships in terms of that relationship. Um, what, what happened during that time? How did you 
um, um re- re- yeah, i think off. well i think another thing too the relationships like just real quick my father you know he lost he lost his wife a long time ago and my dad and then my grandmother they kind of lean on you like you're their significant other in a way mm-hmm. and it's like i'm just trying to be a kid so yeah. like i think you know what i mean like they're yelling at me about they're not even the yelling but just like you know they treat you like a spouse and it's like listen man i'm 16 i'm just trying to play football and like date girls and yeah. like i don't know you know what i mean you had, you had so many life was simple back then but the grieving process with her i'll just say she so she died in a car accident it was just oh, sudden yeah and you know i hand i'm the executor of her estate so i handled everything she had three sis she has three sisters um, and you know, I knew that that one phone call was not the totality of our relationship, right? Like she was in a bad spot, not doing well. And, you know, I had to work on forgiving her for that, but the grieving process after was tough because, and again, and I hate to say this about them, but that side of the family, they were they got real weird mm-hmm. when money, when money got involved. It's so messy. It's very, it's so <laughs> unfortunate. Oh, it's, yeah. it was not, it was not great. So uh, the grieving process was definitely tough because I'm dealing with my own shit and, you know, worried about, you know, my grandmother and what's going to, you know, what just happened and like all this stuff, but I'm planning the funeral. I'm paying the bill. I'm doing all this stuff. And then you have her sisters being like, well, we don't want to pay this much. And I'm like, yo, this, <laughs> this is money she left for you. Like you should, why wouldn't you use her money to help bury her? Like, I don't understand. Mm. There was arguments with that. And I just, everyone kind of showed who they really were. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, it was upsetting on top of everything else. It was very, very upsetting. Um, so the grieving process was tough. I still definitely have some unresolved uh, I definitely have a lot of anger towards that side of the family for mm-hmm. sure. Cause they, again, they pretended to be this, like everything's fine and like very whatever. And it just turned out they were not who I thought they were. And, um, and I had feelings of that when I was a child, but. Do you have a therapist or did you go to the therapist? I did not. I went to a therapist once, oh, <laughs> like one yeah. time, time, one for time therapy. after. Yeah, you can heal yeah. that. Yeah. It is possible yeah. just to heal that whole, that's like mother oh. wounding in general, right? It's like mother, grandmother, yeah. mother, grandmother, familial. That was like yeah. his, his mother was his grandmother, yeah. right? So essentially, yeah. I mean, she did everything and it was like, you know, that whole week I'm planning the funeral, doing all the stuff, like, you know, picking her stuff up, trying to have to sell her house now. Mm-hmm. Uh, get rid of her stuff. You know what to keep, what to get rid of. Um, Did yeah, she have any Gucci? Definitely... You can keep that. <laughs> she had a. She had. I have a funny picture. I'll send you guys after. She had a fur coat that my mother got when I was born from my dad. Oh. <laughs> it's like a fox. It was white with like it's a fox fur coat. It was like three thousand dollars. Did like, you keep it? You please tell me you kept it. I think I gave it to one of her sisters. Or oh. I think because I knew I was, you know, I was the executor of the state. So I was like, and what am I going to do with it? Like, I was like, so give it to us. Good. (laughs) But like they kept all, I was like, take all the jewelry and the clothes. Like, I'm not going to, you know, try to sell her clothes. Like, this is weird. Like, just take it. Get it away from me. Um, I was trying to get as, you know, as much stuff off my plate as possible at that point. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, cause I had other stuff going on, but yeah, there was definitely, uh, 
some unresolved stuff from that. Just like still, I mean, it's three years later and I still am just like, I can't believe, mm. you know, they acted like that. I just, it's, it's un, super disappointing. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Well, to people, me, yeah, I, dis- I play it through my head and it just doesn't. Cause I know my dad's just, side of the family, everyone's very direct yeah. and like, they're straight. They'll tell you what's up immediately. There's no playing games. So like with them, it's very direct. And with the other people, it was just, it was not, and it was very upsetting. Yeah. It's, it's really upsetting. Disappointing when you, especially when people are choosing uh, money over family and love, and especially during a hardship as such as someone passing. And I think this is actually really common. This happens all all Mm -hmm. the time. And it's, that's really unfortunate. Um, And so, and we know with, with therapy, it's never, it's never too late. Even if the thing happened 10 years ago, you can start working oh, yeah. on it now. And you know, there's, there's layers there. Also, you said, mentioned the thing about being kind of um, parentified at a young age with, and this is something that happens often too, where a parent uh, or a grandpa or someone treats their child like they're their boyfriend, they're their girlfriend, as opposed to the kid. And, or puts, uh, I was recently working with a client that had a little bit of this, where they kind of lost some of their childhood. And, there's, and it's like this endless expectations to meet up, up to for this person but you're a kid. You're not supposed to have that. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be a kid. You're supposed to be free. And so it makes sense that that standard and type of relationship dynamic would carry over into the people that you date and, and into a fear of commitment and not wanting to go down certain routes because it's scary down there. Um, so my recommendation <laughs> for you is start getting, checking out therapy in that, in my book, that just makes you 20 times hotter now, Nick, because <laughs> for, well, yeah. for me, when I'm, if, like, when I'm on dates with people and in, in the, within the first, you know, 10 minutes, they say that, that they have a therapist or have gone to therapist. I'm like, Oh, do tell more. That is yeah. hot. <laughs> have you seen uh, anybody? What's yeah. Up? So what's up? Because it shows <laughs> that they're working on themselves and they're not just like, this is just how I am. Those kind of people and I are not compatible. Uh, we just won't do well together. I'm not one of those people. I'm someone that knows that I, um, I always have room to grow and learn. I'm I'm far from perfect. This is not just how I am. I'm always changing. So uh, if you need any referrals, Nicholas, uh, we have them for you. Where are you again? Are you, you're, what state are you in? Connecticut. Again? Connecticut. I'm in Connecticut. I'm in the Northeast. So right. I mean, obviously things are virtual now, so it doesn't really matter, but so for the applications that we're taking, it can be global for anyone that wants to date this wonderful man. But New York, Connecticut, that's nice and close. So um, we'll put you at the top of the, Philly, the New list. Jersey. Philly. Yeah. Um, what about a nice, yeah, what about a nice woman from Maine? Very <laughs> capable. Yeah. Perfect. My dad, my dad, when I, I, when I became single, I like download the dating apps and stuff. And my father, uh, I've actually been writing a joke about this. I'm trying to figure it out. He, does not for whatever reason if they're like blonde sorry guys he's not a fan he likes italian jewish hispanic girls dark feature that's what he's into right what about you though what who i have dated primarily blondes okay (laughs) remember he talked about that last time so you like blondes, but your dad's like why are you dating i don't really have i mean like my my last my last girlfriend was armenian so dark as can be you don't really have one type no, I really, especially, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, I sure. ain't got no type. Bad bitches is the only thing that I like. <laughs> That's what's up. So for people who are girl that can rap. Yeah. But yeah, I like my dad, you know, he, he wants these specific things. It was funny. I downloaded the dating apps and I was matching with only Italian, Jewish or Hispanic girls from New York, Long Island, New Jersey, like. And I was like, dad, he's like, what have I been saying for years? Yeah, I yeah. told you, you don't listen to me. 
Holy shit, that dog's so cute. I know, isn't he? Oh, my God. He just gets in my lap. We have our dogs in Mexico. Well, Nick, how can people find you on all the places you have your Mangina Dialogues, which is (laughs) hilarious. If if y'all haven't checked that out, please do. And yeah, how can people find you? What's your address Uh, and social security number? Yeah, I'll give you all that stuff. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Nick Scopes. Um, the Mangina Dialogues podcast is at the Mangina Dialogues. You should be able to find it. We just cracked a hundred episodes. Right we'll crack so, some tequila for that. Yeah, we celebrate will. you. Always We're excited. Good. We've had some bigger guests on. It's been really, it's been really fun and cool. You mean like uh, Amy Baldwin and April Lampert? <laughs> We've been yeah, on your the show. episode Check us actually. Out on IMDb. Yeah. So we did. I don't know. Well, I think it it already came out, so it doesn't matter. But. We did a, um, our hundredth episode was just Greg and I, and we went over all the episodes we've done in like favorite clips and moments. And I picked your episode Ooh. where I think it was, I think it was you, April, that said, uh, someone said like, namaste to your dog in the park <laughs> or some shit like was that. Was it me? What? Namaste. It was, a, it was one. I, I can't remember, but it was, was, it one, you? I, think it was I don't think so. I think it was you, April. You were like, you were like, yeah. So like my dog was acting up and this lady was like, namaste to your dog. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll never, I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to have to go back and listen to the episode. It's possible. Uh, I do live in Santa Cruz. That's very Santa Cruz. I was like, I threw it in there. I threw it in there. I was like, that was so funny. And Greg's (laughs) like, why do you find it so funny? I go, they said namaste to a dog. Yeah. (laughs) The dog what does the not fuck? speak. My dog was probably being an asshole, and the lady yeah. was like, Namaste. Okay, mm. um, that killed me. And that, I was, that was like we had to pick like our top three each of us like moments, and I threw that in there because I was like, that shit was ridiculous. I don't remember, but it, it is possible. Namaste. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna listen to that episode, the 100th episode. That's Namaste. Yeah, it's on, I think I think we played it. I can't remember shit, but yeah. Well. We love you. We love you, Nick. We love you so much. And we're going to find you the perfect partner. Yeah. (laughs) And for all of you out there, yes, if you love Nick as much as we do, send your application to what is it? Contact at shamelessnext.com. Contact. Or just DM. You slide into our DMs or Nick's DMs. We can slide in Nick's DMs. Yeah, we can. And. And if you haven't done so already, check out marginswine.com. Amy and I, we may be sipping tequila right now, but we will be sipping wine when we get back to the u.s because we love margins wine and you can too if you go to marginswine.com sign up for that newsletter y'all there's a discount code there's a discount code the copy for this episode you, you get it? a discount on three bottles or six, or six bottles, bottles. Mm-hmm. yeah and is it's this very, all like natural no sulfates natural stuff? no added sulfites no sulfates sulfites mm-hmm. sulfites I can't remember. Tomato. Tequila. Tomato. Tomato. But it, it is lovely wine. Yeah. And each bottle is okay. an experience. So check it out. And if you haven't done so, y'all, we need your reviews. We love five stars. We read them all. We absolutely love our, our listeners out there. So if you love us as much as we love you, let us know. Go ahead. I, I challenge you. I invite you. And we will see you next Tuesday for another episode of Shameless Sex. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.